Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I should mention here that coming up on the show this morning, we are going to be speaking with Attorney General David Eby about that whole Purdue Pharma settlement, what it means for BC. And, oh, I don't know, we might have a few other questions for him too. Right, Von Palmer? I think uh, he's already facing the questions. Yeah. Look, he's the presumed frontrunner for the... NDP leadership, controversial figure, but a decisive one. So, yeah, I think uh, you'll have uh, you'll want to ask him that, and I expect he'll say what he said yesterday, which is he's talking it over with his friends and family and supporters. He should. It's an onerous job to take on, and especially for a man with a young family. I think he's two young children. I yeah. Think. And that was the reason why he had kind of taken a backseat last time there was a leadership race, versus that he had a, a child on the way. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And look, uh, being, I mean, look, you, you, you go back over the files for the last few years in the Horgan government. John Horgan gets a lot of attention. Of course, he's the leader and the premier. Uh, you see a couple of other ministers get a lot of attention. Mike Farnworth, but he's thinking of retiring, I think. Uh, Adrian Dix, he's already had the NDP leadership and gone to the electorate. And I don't know if he wants to face that again. Uh, so yeah, then you get to David Eby. Very, very high-profile minister. A lot of accomplishments, very controversial figure, aggressive, combative, outspoken, all those things. But a lot of the stuff he's done, I think, would please New Democrats. So I think there's, of course, an awful lot of uh, talk in the party that he should be the next leader. So, stuff to ask him about. You mentioned Mike Farnworth there, and I know that he has that great nickname, just one of the great nicknames in politics, period, the janitor, because he the cleans janitor, up everything. Yeah. And I just, you know, and he's so, he's been around for so long, and he gets handed these files, and he does them so capably. But do you really think he's going to retire? He's not going to make one more run at this? I, I do think he is uh, thinking about that. Uh, you know, he's been in the legislature uh, with one one exception of one term for 30 years, uh, since uh, elected amazing. in 1991. And I think, as I said, I think the rumblings from Farnworth are uh, that he's done his time, he's done his service. Um, You know, when Adrian Dix quit in 2013 as leader, there were a lot of, there was a lot of feeling because Farnworth had finished second in the 2011 NDP leadership race that Farnworth was the obvious guy. He was very well liked and he should take over. And then John Horgan, who was third in that race, took himself out, and it looked like Farnworth, the leadership was Farnworth if he wanted it. But things faltered, and there was a movement afoot in the party that said Mike Farnworth's a very, very likable guy and definitely the janitor and loyal and works hard and good relations with the news media, all that stuff, but he's not tough enough to be leader. That was the line on him. That led to them recruiting John Horgan, to come back, to run after all, and Horgan was acclaimed as leader. Farnworth dropped out. So I think that was Mike Farnworth's shot at the leadership. So you put that together with, as I said, his 
length of service, um, the rumblings around him that he may retire, and I don't think he'll run. In fact, uh, you know, I think he will let people know at the right time that he isn't doing that, which opens up his seat out there in Port Coquitlam. And, you know, you put the you put that into the mix and you go, yeah, if Brad West is thinking of switching from the mayor's office in Port Coquitlam to provincial politics, there's the seat he would probably seek uh, if Farnworth is retiring. So there's two things that always seem to come out of a, a leadership race, Vaughn. It's the people who have a shot at winning yeah. and it's the people who are just going to run so that more people will hear their name. Yes. <laughs> Keith Baldry and I were joking about this on the phone yesterday that, you know, the, the media lists have had names and we all mention names. And we're going from past experience, some cabinet ministers are asking their staff and supporters, how come they're not mentioning my name? Right. Well, <laughs> well you, know, you haven't said you're running. Well, well, well get them to mention my name because, you know, it does wonders for your profile. Even if you're not running, uh, people suddenly court your support and all that. So, <laughs> We're, we're kind of braced for people phoning up uh, uh, anonymously and saying, well, how come, what about so-and-so? You know, uh, you're going, oh, oh, is that the minister disguising his voice or is uh, uh, my he really rule, running? My rule of thumb is just going to be, I'm going to ask them all. I'm going to yeah. ask every yeah, no, single one of them. Just... And, and you're getting people asked, right? I yeah. mean, uh, Nathan Cullen was asked yesterday and he rolled out the O-line, never say never, right? Uh, so, yeah, there, there is. It's early speculation, Simi, but here's the thing. They are on actually a very tight time frame here, and it's one that has implications for the government. Your interview with Katrina Conroy yesterday was interesting because she said what I believe is the case. If you're running for the leadership, I mean formally, and you announce it, you have to step aside from cabinet. It just doesn't work that a minister could use his or her platform as a minister to have an advantage over other candidates. So, you know, three or four ministers run for the leadership. The, their ministries are going to be moving to caretaker mode fairly quickly. And with all the trouble out there in the political arena and provincial politics and public policy, inflation and all those things, um, the government's going to need to have a fairly tight time frame on the leadership race because they can't afford politically to put the entire government into caretaker mode for too many months. Yeah, that timeline is very tight. That would mean that we would have to start getting declared candidates in the next couple of weeks. Yes, because of another rule. So the NDP constitution, unless they amend it, says that in order to vote in in a party internal vote, so for leadership candidate, it's one member, one vote, but you have to be members for at least 90 days. So let's assume a November convention, because they don't want to get into the middle of the civic election, which is mid-October, so November, back up three months, August is the cutoff. If you're thinking of running, you've got to start signing up members, one member, one vote, right away. And that means you're going to be declaring your candidacy early uh, July, I would think. Okay, so that's why all this is under consideration very, very quickly. Uh, who do you actually put in the maybe running category? Well, I, I put EB in because I think the pressure on him will be enormous. I think so too, the Democrats. Yeah. I mean, 
one of the things that New Democrats love about David Eby, you know, I, I would say he's one of the most partisan attorney general that I've covered. But New Democrats love the way he's taken on the B.C. liberals in quite aggressive fashion over ICBC, over money laundering. Uh, so I think that makes him very popular with the party. So so I do think he's he's going to go, uh, although, you know, I, you do have to acknowledge the family reason. I mean, that's serious. And it is. A, a, a minister with two young children should be thinking about that, right? I mean, that's, that's a serious thing to think over and work out. Uh, I assume Ravi Kalon, the member for Delta North, is running. Uh, look, I and others have referred to EB as the presumed front runner, and I've already heard back from a Kalon supporter that don't assume that at all. Kalon has a head start, or his supporters have a head start, in signing up members in the South Asian community. So Kalon is a member, the member for Delta North, which is adjacent to Surrey, and which is, you know, ground zero in BC for signing up uh, members of the South Asian community. Uh, the Liberals do it. Every political party does it. So, you know, it's not surprising that that would be prime recruitment territory. But as I said, this uh, person who got a hold of me last night said, you know, uh, okay, Evie may be the front runner in terms of profile, but Kalon this person believes, already has a head start signing up members in South Asian community. I think it's more than profile, though, isn't it? you got to look at the files that David Eby has been working on. Yeah, Premier is a huge job, but right behind that in terms of number of issues tackled and the minister who's tackled these huge problems is David Eby. That's true, but then you go to why are the New Democrats doing so well? And again, you know, you had Shachi Curl on from the Angus Reid Foundation and they do such a terrific job on polling, on educating us all. And they've got a poll out that says, yeah, you know, people don't think the NDP is doing a great job on housing or combating inflation and gas prices, provincial museums, a whole long list of areas where the NDP's numbers are, are kind of mediocre, actually, except for one area. And that's leadership, John Horgan. People really like him. Well, they like him because... Not because of his policy achievements, although there are some good things there, but because of his personality, his leadership style, the way, you know, he, he tells you what he thinks, even when sometimes it's controversial, <clears throat> all that. He's a great communicator. He has the populist touch. Well, I don't know as though even the great David Eby enthusiasts out there would say that David Eby is that kind of a politician. So one of the things that New Democrats are going to be looking at, I think, understandably, is we need a leader who can duplicate to some degree, at least capture a piece of it, of the John Horgan style that put us where we are today. Yeah, I know. It's going to be so interesting, Vaughn. So much to talk about all summer long. Uh, thank you for that. Bye-bye, Sim.